The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by Amy Elaine Ministries, Inc. Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. My name is Amy Elaine Martinez, and I'm so glad that you have joined us for Real Victory Radio today. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Latan Roland Murphy, and I'm your other host, and we're so happy that you joined us today. We are continuing our conversation today about friendship. We talked about this a few weeks ago, and we are just continuing that conversation about cultivating friendship in an isolated world. And we're going to tell you a little bit about how we became friends. And we're going to talk about Jonathan and David and their unique friendship. And we know that in today's world that we have It's kind of, you know, we've been isolated. We don't know when we're going to be able to get back together and be amongst people. And it's just something that's been on our hearts, hasn't it? For a while. It's really challenging during this COVID-19 to be able to feel like we're really connecting on a deep and personal way with people that we dearly love. But it's also, even though that is an obstacle, it is an opportunity for us to cultivate brand new friendships as well. So today I'm excited to start out talking about First um, Samuel chapter 18 about David and Jonathan's friendship. What do you have to say about that, Amy? You know, I think it was such a unique friendship, and I I kind of want to talk about us for a second. Can we talk about oh, us? I'd love it. First, I'd love it. I think it's very much a tie-in. All right. So we were literally just talking to Mark our sound tech about how Latan and I became friends. And if y'all don't know that story, the story is that Latan is an amazing author. And I interviewed her about almost, gosh, a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years ago. And I interviewed her about her amazing book, Courageous Women of the Bible. And after we got off the conversation uh, during the interview, one of the guys in the studio said, Y'all had such a connection. And I said, I know I've never even met her. I'm not, this is the first time I've ever talked to her. And that was in November of 2018, you guys. And here it is, 2020. And we just have this beautiful relationship that is such a gift. And we are so grateful to God for bringing us together. And I, we hope you're grateful, too, because y'all are, get the benefits of hearing us each week. And I just wanted to say that there is something that happens when sometimes we feel like we don't have enough friends and we don't have friends that can come around us. And uh, maybe we are in a place where we're really longing for a friendship. And I got to tell you, I did pray for Latan. I didn't know I was praying for Latan, but I was praying for a friend. And God just knit our hearts together, much like he knit 
David and Jonathan's in such a beautiful way in that first Samuel passage. But there are so many things and we won't go into all of them. But from time to time, we just go, that's another thing. That's another thing. And they're just like things. There are, you know, things that we've experienced in life that have been hurtful. They've been joys. They've been just all different things or just like our the way we dress. Sometimes we're like, oh, that totally is me. I'm taking that. Or <laughs> our shoes. We both really like Tom's we sandals. Do. We do. What would you say about uh, just the, I, you know, I don't know if you're praying for me, but I was praying for you. I was praying for a friend. I was praying for someone that I could come into ministry with in a different and new way. And God really just laid you upon my heart that time. I prayed for like six months after that first interview when we didn't know each other and finally reached out to you and said, hey, would you join me on Real Victory Radio as my co-host? And I was so honored. I'll be honest. I was praying because I am a person who um, loves people and I have a heart for Christ and I wanted my days to be filled with encouraging others, really. And so I was praying for my next best season of life and who I was to align myself with in ministry and in day-to-day life. And God surprised me and gave me more than just a ministry partner. He gave me a BFF in the process. And so for all the listeners today who feel very alone and isolated, we want to say to you, pray and seek the Lord. Ask him who is your best appointment in friendship. Ask him to help you know how to be the best appointment in friendship to somebody else. That's so important. And, you know, it may not look like what you thought it was going to look like. It may not look be the person that you think it's going to be. And I think it's so important that one time I heard somebody say something about that friends come in our lives for different seasons. And I know that there's memes and stuff like that for that. But I do believe that. And we have to trust God with those seasons that there are times when when friends move on. They move, literally move, or just circumstances, you know, and and relationships change. And I think that it's important to, like you said, ask for what God has for you and that alignment that he gives you, because that's where you're going to blossom forth and you're going to bloom and you're going to be satisfied. If you're striving and trying to make something work in a friendship, Yes, that is not going to that's not going to produce the satisfying things that you want to come out of that. And to that's meet right. the, the, the heart needs that you have. And I think that we can see in. All right, y'all, we're going to go to the Bible. We're going to talk about David and we're Jonathan. Excited about we're it. excited to talk about this topic because we wanted to lay some ground about it before. But there are things that good friends do. And they stand up for you and they will have your back and they will um, even put you out in front. They do. And you do that all the time. I could just cry right now because <laughs> you do that with me. You put me oh. out front and you, you push me along in such a sweet and loving way to do the things that you see in me and the things that God's called me to do that maybe I'm afraid to do or just maybe don't know how to do. You have so many more years of experience 
And I didn't step out into public ministry until 2016. I was in women's ministry in the church, but not public ministry. And you've been doing this and speaking all over the country for years. And so I feel like you are my mentor sister. Um, We are so much alike in so many ways, but you have so much wisdom to give Mm. me. And it's the sweetest, kindest thing that you do that when you, you push me out front in the gentlest kind of a little nudge, though, uh, way, a loving nudge to do the things that you know that I can do. And that's just a whole nother topic. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, Amy. I hope so, because, you know, I think where we mess up in friendship is making it a competition instead of realizing that we are one in the body of Christ, especially. And that what happens for me, I want it to happen for others. Any good thing. That comes my way. I want the overflow of my life to affect other people. And I know you want that too. And you are such an encourager yourself. And I believe that God wired our souls together. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about um, a similar wiring of souls together. And they, they really do. David and Jonathan remind me a little bit of the sweet, godly connection that the Lord gifted you and I with, and I do not take it for granted that you invited me into your space and that you would trust my voice on this show. And I just want to encourage the listeners today that you don't have to be alone because you can be the older sister, the older brother, the mentor, the one who says, you know what? I had somebody way back when that believed in me and I want to pay that forward now. And I want to help other people to grow and to be confident and to be able to step into their gifts and know that this life is not all about me, that we are here to complete each other, not compete with each other. That is so good. Complete, not compete. Ooh, that's good. All right. So David's friendship with Jonathan, we're actually going to get to the Bible study part of our thing today. First Samuel 18. Now it came about when he had finished speaking to Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as himself. Verse two, and Saul took him that day and did not let him return to his father's house. He's talking about David. And verse 3, then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that he that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, including his sword and his bow and his belt. And y'all, those things that he, the gifts that he gave him, he gave him his robe and he gave him his, his armament, his sword, his bow and his belt. And those were not just... Hey, let me give you the shirt off my back, which is a nice thing to do. And we're told to, you know, to do that. But they were symbolic. They They were symbolic of deeper things like the robe represented the righteousness, the garment of God that covers us, Amy, so that when he looks at us, he only sees us washed, (laughs) washed white as snow. So as a friend, we should take the lead of David and Jonathan and want to give others our best. Right. Mm -hmm. We can be a covering and a protection instead of in the sidelines of our lives, gossiping about our friends instead of saying what we need to say to them. This is a way we can cover them. We can see them as a pure, white, uh, cleansed child of God that we want to represent well. And Jonathan shows us how to do that. That is such a good word. And, you know, the, the next gifts he gave him were in reference to 
He gave him his sword Mm. and his bow. And what that made me think about was that, and I didn't get this from anywhere, so I don't, it was just what the Lord was telling me last night. That sword was, you have to be up close and personal to use your sword. And I feel like when uh, Jonathan gave David that, it was because he was like, I'm going to be up close and personal with you and I'm going to protect you in ways that you can't even imagine. And then that bow was something that was like from afar. I'm going to protect you from afar and from the people who are far out. Powerful. Yes. And that he was going to not only protect him in the close things in his life, but in, in the bigger picture for the whole country, for the, 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 the kingdom. Wow. And we want to be kingdom minded people. We want to be kingdom minded people and we want our friendships to be in alignment with the kingdom. And I think that when we put, just like the verse says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all the other things will fall Mm -hmm. into place. When we seek the kingdom and do and and act from a place of acting from our kingdom perspective, we can put another person first. It's so true. We can lay aside what he, I mean. Jonathan was set to be king. Right. He was next in line. That was huge that he gave that up. This kind of friendship, though, what you're saying is so true. Because this kind of friendship is a sacrificial kind of friendship. Yes. It is a putting others first. When you spot a gift in someone, like I saw that in you, I've seen our short time of being friends. You have so many gifts, a plethora of beautiful things that God has put on display. And it brings joy to my heart because our souls are wired together as friends. And so with that, it it is a Jonathan and David friendship because I want you to succeed and I want to give you the good things and I want things to happen in your life that can't even happen in mine. That reminds me of a time when I was stepping down in ministry and that I was bringing in the next person to come in behind me. And it truly was a gift from the Lord to be able to bring them into the place that, I mean, it was my heart's desire to be in that place. And I stepped down so that I could homeschool my kid. But I knew that my time was finished and I knew that he could always call me back into ministry, which he so sweetly did. But at that time, there, it was because we had that sweet relationship, I was able to bring that person in and I knew that they were the next person in line and that they were, they were going to be doing what they were called to do and to watch them. You know, I'm not going to lie. There were times when I was like, wow, they're doing really big things and big and better things. But overall, God was so kind. He gave me just a love for that person and for the kingdom and for the ministry and to watch them grow. The ministry brought me so much joy. That's so good, Amy. It's so good. And, you know, in the preceding chapter, we see that Saul's admiration of David turned into envy quickly. Mm. But Jonathan didn't follow suit, and he didn't model the same thing that his father was modeling concerning Uh, David. He held true to his friendship, and rather than being envious or jealous, he saw something in David. And the same thing you said earlier, he saw a king, a potential king. And so he was really uh, a person who knew how to submit to the authority of a higher power and even in friendship was able to be 
authentic and real and see the bigger things and want David to be protected and be able to accomplish all that he saw he had potential to do. And that is true friendship, isn't it? It really is. And he was strong enough and confident enough, uh, Jonathan was, to step aside Mm, in that case. And I think that this is extra biblical because we don't read this anywhere. But if we put, I love when I read to put myself into that time. And I think, you know, Jonathan must have known the Lord Mm. in a way that was really sweet to be able to trust God enough with his own life and say, okay, I'm going to step aside because I see the anointing on David. He knew that he knew that David was the anointed one and he was willing to step aside for him. And I think that that is something that is hard to do, but it is, it's what you said. It's that sacrificial friendship. And if we want to be good friends, if we want to have friends, even in this isolated world, sometimes we have to make some sacrifices. We do. We have to make some sacrifices. That third gift that he gave was the belt. And the belt was represented in some commentaries that I saw. Uh, is a kind of like a uh, they would hang stuff off of it, and it could identify them as their accomplishments and yes, stuff. It and was. so it meant something uh, like it had a re- rewards and awards for their bravery. And so it, it represented the truth of who they were. It yes, the truth, truth of who they were. That's so good. And one of the things that I read that I loved just as part of what we talk about on the show all the time in this commentary, it said Jonathan was not only rewarding David's bravery by giving him the belt, but declaring his faith in David, that this was just the beginning of many great victories. That's so so powerful. He saw so much in his friend and he recognized it and he called it out. And we keep talking about that. And like I said, you, you've done that with me and Mm. you know, this friendship that they had was beautiful and it was sacrificial. Are there any other elements of their friendship that you would want to bring out today? Latanas were talking about how to nurture friendship and, and be a friend. I think that if we look at Jonathan's, he, he just was such a, a model for us in friendship in so many ways, Amy. And that we can look back and see that he cared more about completing what God had started than about his own image or his own positioning as king under his father. He wanted to see better things come, and he was willing to sacrifice himself as a friend. He did not allow these obstacles to hinder the opportunities before him. And sometimes we do that. Like right now we're in the middle of COVID, right? And we're all home. And sometimes it seems so isolating and such a lonely place to be because we can't gather in the way we used to be able to do. And yet I look out my window some mornings with my coffee in hand and I think about the neighbors around me that are potential friends that my life had become an obstacle in reaching out to them. Like the busyness? Yes, and I didn't see the opportunity before me to establish new friendships with my neighbors. And so this is such a broad lesson for us today that that David and Jonathan's friendship can teach us because 
Here, Jonathan, you said in the beginning of the show to not overlook people just because you don't have everything in common because you could overlook a really good friend. You didn't say it in that way, but it was something similar. Well, if Jonathan, who had been raised in under uh, royalty in a palace, had overlooked the little shepherd boy, David, he would have missed out on a really good friendship. And he would have allowed that difference between them to hinder something that was so sweet. And as God's word says, was a soul connection where the two of them made a covenant together that they would actually love each other. And they would also be committed to one another's families and their bloodlines. For the legacy, for the greater good. So our neighbors around us, we don't know them. We might not have much in common. My neighbor across the street is way more techie-minded than I am. I'm a touchy-feely girl that, you know, if it weren't for COVID, I'd probably want to hug everybody on my walks in the neighborhood. <laughs> That's just who I am. But, um, but you know, God has taught me, like, my friend Jennifer Kennedy Dean is a perfect example. She nurtured me in the call on my life. She and I were vastly different. She was more serious. I'm silly. She was just a Bible scholar. I'm a girl who's on a journey to learn more of God's word, but I'm definitely not at the place of understanding all of God's word like she is. But she saw something in me and she wanted to come alongside me and nurture that and encourage me on my journey. And that's what the heart of this conversation is today, is that rather than allowing jealousy or envy to hinder the bridge that can be built between two people that can become friends when they otherwise might not have chosen one another. And um, I would choose Jennifer any day of the, the year because she was that person that was like a Jonathan who saw the gift inside of me and wanted to encourage that because she knew what I completed. She too was completing. That's so beautiful. You know, the scripture that comes to mind for me is Proverbs 27, 9. It says a sweet friendship refreshes the soul and you always refresh me. So as do you, friend. we are coming to the end of the show and I really feel like we just want to pray for the listeners to commit to praying for that friend that's going to come alongside mm-hmm. them and maybe taking a look at what friendship looks like and what they want to do with that and realigning themselves with the kingdom and just see what we want to hear the stories that come out of that. We only have a few minutes left. Would you pray for the listeners? Oh, I'd be honored and be honored. Father, we just say thank you. We thank you that all that we're not, you are, and that all that you are, you make available to us and that you are the great friend who sticks closer than a brother. You are the best friend to all of us, Lord, and that you love each one of us uniquely in a set-apart kind of way, and that you see each of our gifts and our abilities, and you see our past, our present, and our future, and you want so much, Lord, to nurture all that we are so that we can become even more in the days to come. And, Father, I thank you for the story of David and Jonathan. I thank you for the points that Amy brought out and how you brought us together, how you brought us together in ministry, Lord, and how you have blessed us together as one. The love that we share, Lord, is so wonderful, and thank you so much for the beauty of that. I pray for every listener today who feels isolated and pulled aside from their lives. 
I pray that they would look out the window of their home today with coffee in hand and think about the opportunities before them instead of this obstacle that is in front of them that's monumental. And I pray, Father, for jealousies to be removed and for envy and strife to be removed from our lives so that we can be good friends and be open to new friendships. In your holy and precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all, thanks for joining us for Real Victory Radio today. We love hearing from you. You can connect with us at GoCourageously at realvictoryradio.org. And we would love to connect with you on our Facebook or Instagram page. You can find us at Real Victory Radio on either of those feeds. And go back and listen to our first part one of this series. You can listen to any of the previous episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. Go listen to those and we just pray that you would go courageously and live victoriously. Thank you so much for making Real Victory Radio part of your day. Thanks for listening to Real Victory Radio. We love to hear from you. Please email us at gocourageously at realvictoryradio.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and follow all of our podcast shows for replays on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Stay connected, go courageously, and live victoriously. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio. 94.7 FM, The Word.